What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. This is your girl, Aquania Escarne, and today we're going to talk about how to get the funding you need for your biz with Corey Barbara. Corey Barbara is a preacher's kid and college student athlete who grew up surrounded by a strong sense of community and service. These values shaped his character and instilled in him a deep commitment to serving others. On his journey, he discovered a passion for business, finance, and he was led to pursue a career in the banking industry. With over two decades of banking experience, Corey primarily serves small businesses and commercial clients. He's also the founder of Barbara Companies, a business consulting firm focused on helping businesses thrive. At Barbara Companies, they are dedicated to educating, empowering, and equipping businesses with the tools and knowledge they need to access the capital necessary for success. Corey, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me so much. Thank you so much. Of course. This is an exciting conversation because I have to acknowledge that where we met, how we met. So I have been a member of the Melanin Millionaires Club for quite some time. It's a club founded by George Action Pong and now has at its helm also Carter Cofield. And in this community, Melanin Millionaires can network, engage, and also learn very valuable information on how to run their businesses, build wealth for their families, and so much more. So you are a fairly new member to the club, and I just want to give you a shout out for reaching out and networking from day one. So I just want to know what made you contact me on the app and get you involved in wanting to join the community. Yeah, so Aquani, I first of all, I'm so proud of you. Um, thank you for accepting because you didn't have to. And to have connected with you and hear the wonderful wife, mother, uh, and shrewd businesswoman who knows a lot uh, to me said, hey, Corey, you're doing the right thing. Uh, I don't have a lot of pride. And so as a result of not having a lot of pride, I'm able to say, hey, who are you? What do you do? Uh, we both have children. And our children make friends very easy. But as we get older, sometimes we have this no new friends uh, type of attitude. And I can't accomplish what I need to accomplish without having new relationships. And relationships are so critical. And so, uh, one, I made an investment to be a part of this community. And I always need to recoup that. Uh, two, there are people in that community that are doing what I want to do uh, and doing things that are far greater than I can that I even don't want to do. And so partnerships and relationships are critical. So I shoot my shot. Oh, absolutely. And I love that. And at no point have I ever felt networking is not necessary. I think we need to do it now, later, and at 99, if God so let us live that long, right? Yes. So before yes. we hop yes. into the interview and what Barbara Companies does, I really want to go back a bit and learn a little bit more about your money story. What was money like for you when you were growing up? So at a young age, money wasn't an issue. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, so at a young age, I saw my mother and father do very well uh, and life was good. In addition to that, looking back on it, I saw a struggle. Um, we had to move to North Carolina uh, and make some sacrifices. But the beauty of what my parents did was I never knew. I think far too times we impute things onto our kids that robs them of their childhood. And so 
I was able to be a child and not understand that syrup sandwiches weren't normal. They were delicious to me, beans and wings. I mean, all that, you know. And so my, my parents did a great job of loving on us, creating an environment where we didn't have the pressure. Uh, and so at a young age, I saw that. And it also instilled in me faith. Mm. Um, this beautiful story that my mom and dad loved to tell is I, I wanted a dirt bike as a child. And so my dad and mom um, didn't, didn't tell me they didn't have the money. Never talked about not having. They said, hey, we believe uh, in faith and prayer and works. Go pray about it. And so I prayed about it, and a guy pulled up to our house and gave me a brand-new red dirt bike. And so that faith, Aquania, has helped me to go from dirt bikes to real estate to all other things. And so then I saw the progression of my mother. So my, my father, of course, is a pastor, a business person. Uh, my mother's an educator, retired educator. So I saw the process of building uh, and starting a ministry and that ministry growing. So I saw us go from syrup sandwiches to steak and different things. And so I was able to also see the process. So money was something that was a beautiful tool that showed me that we have options. And, uh, and it was great. And my dad showed me a lot through his entrepreneurial journey and my mom through educating me. So that was, was money for me growing up. I love that. I love that your parents created that environment for you and taught you a valuable lesson about faith. I love it because I feel like sometimes it's hard to teach concepts like that to kids, but to actually yep. put it into something you could relate to, something you really wanted. And then they were able to deliver, like, praise God for that. Um, you were able yeah. to see the, the fruits of faith. But I also love that you were able to be a child. And I agree with you. Some families struggle and the kids know yep. it 100%. And they, they feel they this obligation it. to make money or to work or to like, you know, take their yep. birthday money and give it back to their parents and all kinds of scenarios we've seen play out in our communities. But I love the fact that that was not your story. Um, so at what point did you realize it was it as an adult that, hey, my parents actually weren't rich, rich, like in finances as a child? That's a great question. So I. uh I'd, I'd say I saw the progression uh, because we, we started moving to different houses. And, and so I'm looking around like, OK, this, this got a lot more space than uh, <laughs> what we had. This is really nice. But oh, we got a pool now. OK, we, we got a we got a bins. OK, uh, God is good. And I see the fruits of my father and mother's labor. I see where they had to sacrifice and go live with their mother and father, where me and my sister slept in the same bed. But we still were loving it. And so I think that started uh, probably around high school uh, because the conversations got more more preparatory towards real life. Right. Mama saying, hey, here's how you hug a woman. And here's here's how you take care of yourself. Dad saying, hey, here's how things work. Here's how you prepare yourself. Here's how you utilize money. Uh, my first bank account, when we walked into the bank, uh, my dad said, hey, listen, so a bank is designed to always give you more money than you give them. If you do this right, they're going to give you more money than you put in this bank. And so those lessons probably started around, you know, my teenage years. All right. Go ahead, pops, pastor and businessman yeah. oh, teaching yeah. you what you need to know. Yeah. So we could fast forward to, OK, you decide to pursue a career in the banking industry. Why did you make that decision and what were some of the first things you learned? 
So before that, I was playing around in real estate. Uh, I was playing around in the stock market and I had somebody come to me and say, hey, I see you doing real estate and you, you, you've got houses and you, you're selling them. Can you finance them? I said, no, but, but give me about 30, 45 days. And so I started there and I was engaged to this, this beautiful woman uh, who I'm now married to uh, of 17 years. Uh, she just renewed my contract for another 17 years. I tried to get a life deal, but we're going to work on that. And so we were engaged, and around that time, we had hit a, a crisis. And so a lot of my houses were sitting vacant, and it took a little longer to make some money. And so my fiance at the time was like, hey, the way our marriage is going to be set up, we need some consistency. Here's a position that I saw with the bank. You should apply. And probably like your husband, I said what I continue to say, yes, dear. <laughs> And so that was my first introduction into banking. Um, I started as a licensed financial specialist and quickly migrated to the, to the small business side uh, and ended my career as vice president of commercial banking. Okay, VP, but shout out to your wife oh. for being a visionary. Um, Always. Very casually introduced an idea to you and then it became your own. Mm -hmm. I think women do that all the time. Yes, um, but shout out to her for literally changing your life. Changing our lives. <laughs> yes. That's, it's, and still life. is changing our lives. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I love that story. I love black. I love it. I love it. All right. So tell me in your position with the bank in the banking industry and even now with your own company, what are some of the most common mistakes you see small businesses make when applying for funding for their business? In essence, it's uh, it's three things. And I'll, I'll kind of put it like this. It is competency. It is credit and it's cash flow. And so competency, typically, when we apply for business loans, in a lot of cases, we don't know what to expect. We may not be as aware of what the factors are that banks are looking for. And so just taking the time to be competent, to educate ourselves. And that's tricky today, too, because there's so much information that is just not true, not good information. And so competency. Uh, the second piece is credit. Uh, in a lot of cases, when you go before lenders and financial institutions, credit is an indicator of future actions, right? And so if there's been some life that's happened in the past and we haven't done things to correct that, it can make it very difficult to access the necessary capital. Cash flow. Um, in a lot of cases, when we're looking at taking on debt, we may or may not have the cash flow necessary to handle that new debt. If we're in a situation where our business is somewhat profitable, but not profitable or doesn't have enough cash flow to handle the new debt, then it makes it very difficult. So to answer that question, competency, ca uh, credit, and cash flow. Three C's. I like it. I like it. So, well, definitely that's really good. And I think small business owners need to own that, right? And understand the steps that they need to take. So at what point in a business should you be looking for outside funding if you need the three C's to really qualify? That's, that's a great question. One, I want to encourage our businesses and our entrepreneurs to set your business up from the very beginning to be lendable, whether you need it or not. Uh, because if you run your business right and things blow up as they should, as they will, you're going to hit that crossroad of capital very quickly. 
And what I mean by that is far too often some of our businesses self-fund their business. And while it is a way to do it, it is a much slower way to get to a destination. Right. Capital and other people's money is a fuel to put in your car that'll make it go a whole lot faster. And you get to keep your capital. And so I would say from the very beginning, you need to think about how can I set up my company properly uh, with business plans, with incorporation, with all the proper foundation to be fundable. In addition to that, um, I think it's something that you need to start with. Now, you don't have to go out and get two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But it would be a good practice to say to maybe get a small business credit card and utilize that properly because now you have a track record. And again, like we talked about with credit, credit is a previous past report card that will indicate kind of future activities. And so I don't think it's too early ever to start to acquire the right foundation and the right principles and also access to capital at a small scale. Again, please don't go out and start buying mm. facilities. Please don't mm -hmm. go out and start wrapping cars and buying homes. Get a gas car, get a, get a, get a small car, right? And, and utilize that properly. It's, it's something that we'd like to say stewardship, steward that properly. That way um, things will work out a lot better in the long run. I do like that. And I think that some people, it's hard to know what they should do and at what stages because right. on social media, oh, people God. are buying the cars, they're getting the business funding, they're scaling their biz, right? And you have right. a lot of social media gurus who will tell you, get the car in your business name and then use it in your ads and then write it all off, which is all yeah. legal, right? If right. you have the cash flow to pay for the car, right? So if you're right. not in that right, position right, right. to pay for the Lamborghini, don't try to get the Lamborghini. But that's but that's right. like there's levels. So I appreciate like you're like there's levels to this. A start with a small business credit card, and then you can progressively go up from there. Okay. So um, another thing. Well, can I yes. can I say something about okay, that real ahead. quick? Yeah, go if ahead. you don't mind. So, Aquania, there are. They're principles that I love to teach because the principles are the, the, the boundaries by which you operate. And, and yes, in 90 days, you can get access to $50,000. But if you don't have the principles, if you don't have the capacity to handle that, all you're going to do is go be louied up, get the new G-Wagon, which I don't think you can get a G-Wagon. It, it, it null and voids the purpose of the business loan when you don't have the right principles in place. And like you said, yes, go get the Lamborghini, but you've got cash flow to support it. You've got margin. You've got the capacity. That's if you point. don't, then don't. Because $50,000 will ruin businesses in certain cases. Because not only do you have access to $50,000, the cost of that money is probably going to bump up the cost of your product. So the cookies you were selling for $5, in order to pay back that loan, you got to bump that price up, which cuts your margin. And so... Like you said, there's levels to this, there's principles, and I'm just a firm believer of putting principles in place that guide, help guide people's decisions. That way, if it's 90 days and you get $50,000, you know exactly what to do with it. Instead of saying, uh-oh, here we go, <laughs> you know, Tom Ford, all that kind of stuff, and I'm going to stop saying these brands because it's unnecessary. Excuse me. And edit, edit that. Cut that. <laughs> right. And I, and look... 
you know, at the end of the day, I think what you're saying is you need a plan for all of the funding that you pursue. You don't just pursue funding to pursue funding. I think another important factor that you're mentioning is keeping your business in a ready so uh, set go type of system. So one of the things that I learned um, was a bookkeeper. Like I have a bookkeeper who now helps me keep organized all of my expenses, categorizing what I do use my money for in the business so that I have a profit and loss statement that I can show if I needed to. I think that what I didn't realize when I first started entrepreneurship was how critical these yes. systems are because I was doing my own bookkeeping for years and I would get frustrated every year when it was time to do taxes and my CPA is looking for all my expenses. And I had apps to take pictures of receipts, mm. but the categories and the, and the, you know, beyond an Excel spreadsheet, yes. clueless. Yes. I literally used an Excel spreadsheet for years. And then somebody was like, why aren't you using QuickBooks? And so then I was like, I don't know. I guess I should be, right? Yes, I had yes. one of my most successful years in 2020. And it's 2020. Um, and, but I didn't get QuickBooks until like 2022. And somebody was like, why aren't you using QuickBooks? Why are you doing this by hand? Why don't you have a bookkeeper? And I was just yes. like, oh, I don't know. But now I've come to learn there are certain expenses you should pay for. Yes, you software should. is one of them. And a bookkeeper, if you're not a bookkeeper, is the second one. What yes. other things What other things could a business owner do to be prepared? So uh, we'll talk a little bit about, and this is in the same vein. So that's, so one, thank you. So one of the things people need to realize is the value of relationships equals speed. What you just gave us was speed. People talk about all the time, experience is the greatest teacher. It is not. It's the slowest and the hardest one. And so based on that 20 seconds you just gave us, it gives people speed and it was free. And so uh, thank you for that. So to answer your question, uh, I'll talk a little bit about like the five C's, right? So you got character, you got capacity, which is cash flow. Uh, you've got capital, collateral and conditions. This is the lens by which most financial institutions look at lending money. Right. And so character is just what it is. It is who you are, what decisions you've made. It's your credit. It's what's presented to society. It's business plans. It's the essence of who you are. Capital capacity. Capacity is how much can you handle cash flow. Right. For example, if I'm going in and I want a loan for one hundred thousand dollars. But when I look at my tax returns, my net is twelve hundred dollars for the year. That twelve hundred dollars does not cover a payment for it. I mean, it might cover one payment. And so think about it. Somebody's going to loan you six figures. And last year, the, the margin, the leftover you had was $1,200. No. And if they do, the rate is going to be so high, it's going to kill your profit margin. I love you too much not to tell you, right? So all this stuff you're talking about, not you, that they're talking about, get 250,000, you can get it, but it's going to kill your business because the interest rate is gonna absolutely maul any profit margin you have. That's too much, stay focused. Uh, capital, what capital do you have to put into the opportunity, the deal? Again, capital is what you have. So if you're looking at buying a building, do you have down payment money? Do you have reserves to be able to handle the additional debt that you're taking on? Uh, collateral, what is the collateral? Is it a situation where it's a collateralized loan, where you're looking at property, where you're looking at a piece of equipment, things of that nature, and then conditions. Now, 
Aquani, you blew up in 2020. Praise God for that. But in 2020, it was very difficult for certain industries to get access to capital. Why? Because the conditions were so bad, right? The health department was shutting things down. People had to pivot when it came to the restaurant industry. So those are things that uh, if, you, if you're thinking like a lender, these are the, the lenses that lenders are looking through. And so I hope, I hope that answers your question. It definitely does. And it leads me to my next one, because there's a lot of misinformation out there about yeah. how personal finances impact your business finances and vice versa. How important yes. is it for you to have strong personal credit if you want to qualify for business credit? So, uh, and again, I am, um, I've got to say this, I'm speaking from a place and, and please hear my heart. And I don't want it to be sound arrogant at all. I'm speaking from a place where I approved and declined millions of loans. I'm not talking about something where I went out and got a little business. Card. I'm talking about I clicked the button on on loans. So you came to me to get a loan to buy that one point six million dollar. And so it has been my experience uh, that personal credit is absolutely critical. It is just like saying, well, how important is it as a person? for me to be as whole and healthy as I can be before I get married or before I get into a relationship. So businesses are ran by people and people run business. And so when the bank looks at a business, it is looking at partnering with a person who runs a business. And so a piece of that is the person and their personal credit. Now, all my successful businesses, which you all are gonna be successful, you will probably get to the level one day where you don't have to personally guarantee things. As of right now, bruh, as of right now, sis, personal guarantee is the way you got to go. In addition to that, I love you too much not to tell you. If you do no doc, if you do no personal guarantee, the rate is going to be so high it's going to kill you. Because you've got to understand that when lenders are looking at deals, they look at risk. And the riskier it is, the higher the interest rate, the higher your money costs the lower your profit margins are going to be in your business. So personal credit is critical. And that's why I encourage you to clean it up as, as much as you can before you start taking on debt. Because if you take on $100,000 and the interest rate is 21% compared to the interest rate being 8%, that is tens of thousands of dollars. On a monthly basis, that's hundreds of dollars that could go back into your business. And so over the long run, you are paying so much more for something you could just take a little time and slow down to clean up. And so I know that was lengthy, but I hope that uh, answered your question. No, that answered the question. And I think it's true in the beginning. Everyone tells you also on social media, get it in your business, get it in your business. <laughs> But there are, I, my first credit card was a business credit card with a personal guarantee. I didn't know any better. Yes. I hadn't even learned differently that that's what it was supposed to do. But I still have that card. It does well for me. It serves this purpose. Now my second one right. didn't have to do that. So you, there are levels you can improve, but I definitely love that you're being transparent because you get so much information on social that tells you otherwise. Um, so this has been really great. Especially you do. And, and look, yeah, you could, if I don't tell you this, when it is time for you to buy that 16 unit apartment building, or when it's time to take your business into its own commercial property, it, it's going to meet you. And so again, back to those financial principles, I know it's not sexy. I know it's not popular, 
but it is it is the surest foundation you can build. And I'm sorry for interrupting. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Um, so what are okay. some other tips? Uh, one that comes to mind, pay, pay your credit cards on time and, you know, make sure you stay on top of your purchases. Yeah. You talked about this a little bit, you know, making sure you don't overextend yourself, borrowing more than you can afford to pay back or, you know, leveraging your business's yes. cash flow to cover more than you can afford to pay. I think those are critical, critical, like That's business it. 101. But some people don't know um, how to manage cash flow in the beginning of entrepreneurship because you are so excited to have cash flow, right? Um, but understanding that in some businesses, cash flow is right. very cyclical. It, it goes up, it goes down, uh, like you said, depending on the conditions. And I'm pretty sure a lot of businesses had to pivot in 2020. Like you said, restaurant industry, especially when they realize people mm. aren't coming into the restaurant to eat. How do we still stay open? Um, so I love that. I love that. Now, the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money Podcast. So I ask all my guests this question. Yes. What is your purpose for money? Uh, so my purpose for money is to create options, uh, freedom, legacy, and the purpose for money for me is also to take care of things that we don't have to pray about. We don't have to pray about that. Aquani and I can stroke a check and solve that. Yeah, let's, let's not pray. I love I it. got this, you got that, I let's go. It. And so. That's that's the purpose of, of, of money for me. I'm a giver and I get disappointed when I see needs that I can't fulfill. And so and I, I love our community and for far for far too long we have not focused on this. You know, we can look back in time and look at movements where we were making changes, but really if you look at the base of that movement, we boycotted industries that hit their pockets. And that's why they changed. And so if we don't have these conversations about money and properly using it, then then we'll fall back into some of the same things. And so that's what money is for me. I love it. That part. I love what you said. I've never heard anyone say praying, you know, having money and using it as a tool to cover the things that people would normally have to pray for. That's so beautiful. Um, thank you so much for being on the Purpose of Money podcast and dropping these gems today. Before I let you go, please tell my listeners, how can they find you? Do you have a website? Are you on social media? Tell me all the handles and the links so we can include them in the show notes. Yes. So uh, I, I'm on YouTube. It's, it's Corey Barber, C-O-R-E-Y-B-A-R-B-O-U-R. -E uh, on Instagram, it's uh, C-L Barb, C-L-B-A-R-B. -B. Uh, somebody told me to stop doing this, but my phone number is 910-297-6326. 910-297-6326. My web address is Barber Companies. And that's B-A-R-B-O-U-R companies.com. And so with those, get at me. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to do is just have a conversation. Uh, everything for me starts with a conversation, not, not compensation, a conversation. And so those are multiple ways. I'm on Facebook also. That's Corey Barber. But I'd love to continue to have conversations and build the right relationships and more importantly, serve our community because I know when our businesses get funded, it's over. Our businesses already outperform most on a on a on a third of a, on a quarter of a tank of gas. When we get this funding, 
it accelerates that, that wealth so gap. That is so good and so true. So and true. it's over. That look, that we can buy cars, we can buy houses. I've got an issue with some of the appraisal, uh, the industry, or how they do us with our houses when they appraise our houses. But when we get business funding, the game is over. All right, let's go. Let's get business <laughs> so let's funding go. and use it right. Take the tips that were shared in this episode and share them with another yes. entrepreneur, business owner, dynamic person who needs to hear them. You guys, I appreciate you supporting the podcast. Until next time, Thank keep you. building generational wealth. Bye-bye.